Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Real Talk with QHT, <laughs> where we talk about life, business, and anything related to the New York real estate market. I'm your host, George Herrera, with the Queen's Home Team at Keller Williams Realty. Today, I'm joined by three special guests, all Queen's Home Team members. I have my wife, Abigail Herrera, here. Hi, everyone. Wait, before we continue, can I be called Abigail the Great? Yes, a.k.a. <laughs> okay. Abigail the Great. Okay. <laughs> That's have, from since I was young. Uh-huh. We have our team member, Daniel Ackerman. Hello, here. everybody. Hello. All right, AKA. It's my Elvis voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have our listing Wait. and transaction manager, Anna Reyes here. Yes. Thank you. A.k.a. I'm the Octopus. You, Abigail. Sorry, but you have a nickname, which oh, is why yeah. I want a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> so she felt left out. Daniel is a.k.a. Dollar Bill Dan. Yes. Dollar Bill Dan. <laughs> Anna Bill. is the Octopus. Yes, this is true. And why and is she the octopus? Because she deals with so many people on a day-to-day so basis. <laughs> so many. And Abby is uh, uh, Abigail self, the Great. Self-proclaimed. Abigail yeah, the Great. right. Yeah, we know she gave herself that title. Wait, and what's George's nickname? The mayor, I think. The mayor. The, yeah, mayor. the mayor. I like that. That's I didn't true. know that. Yeah, 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 I just yeah. learned oh, that. Yeah, no, sure. I didn't know that yeah. before. The mayor. Awesome. All right. So in this episode, guys, we're talking about first-time homebuyer stories. So. If you have bought or if you're thinking of buying a property, then this episode will be very beneficial for you. Um, Abigail and myself, we bought our first property in 2016. Daniel is in the process right now of buying. Yay. That's right. Actually just had a deal fall through, but he was almost there. Yeah, we'll talk about that. (laughs) And uh, Anna is in contract right now to buy her first property and she's getting close to the finish line so she's there so we're gonna give some stories about every stage of the process and hopefully you can learn something so why don't we start with the pre-approval process what that process was like for you guys in the beginning when you first maybe even the preparation up to getting ready to get pre-approved and then when you got pre-approved what steps did you take okay should i jump in ladies first okay Should I jump in? (laughs) I don't even know. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, So preparation. I mean, I think it took me. I started the talk in 2017. You guys bought, I believe. 2016. 2016. You guys closed. Okay. In 2016, George and Abby closed. Mm -hmm. um, And I kind of made a bet with George. I was like, how old are you? 35. Okay. I'm going to beat you. So yeah. it kind of started from 2016 to like up to last year. Um, I opened the account. My word of advice is open a separate account mm-hmm. and have that as your savings good account. That's a good tip. Yeah, Anna, why don't you talk about those talks that we would have? when? when remember from way back then, uh, from when Anna first joined our team, I told her, you have to own a property yep. and this is it could be five years from now but mm-hmm. we're gonna get on the path to home ownership now mm-hmm. and so we have to how's your credit mm-hmm. how much do you have saved and so yeah talk well, a little good. bit about way that. back yeah like and that. he, he actually yeah. took the whip out and said you're not gonna stay on the team unless you buy a house <laughs> yeah that's a requirement yeah, kidding, on everyone. Home team. <laughs> and yes yeah, i'm my fifth year already and i'm you know Yay. gonna close um but no yes it's it's the credit but i think what was the main thing was um if you don't have those searches going in your emails it's not real you mm, know that's when you see the properties or wow. you're even looking at locations i think that that's what made it real i think that's us. very true um wow. you know and that's when you know you're serious yeah so um, now when did you start getting the searches when did you start saving you know, um, how was that? So I started saving. I opened the account in 2019. 
Um, Because I was like, uh, you know, I had it saved, the family crisis. That's why I say save a separate account. Oh, yeah. Because... Uh, <laughs> um, I did have savings up, but a family emergency happened and we had to tap into it. Yeah. Uh, okay. um, that's why I say open an account and forget about it. Mm. Um, so I had to restart again in 2019. Uh, it took me, I think, about a, seven months with along with my husband. Um, and we saved into the separate account. And um, yeah. And then the searches started once I was pre-approved. Okay. Because um, we kind of knew where we wanted to go. So that wasn't a hard, hard. And how about that savings? Because Anna's buying in Connecticut. Okay, yes. so she's part of this uh, flight to the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, And work sure. from home economy. <laughs> so Anna is actually uh, buying in Connecticut. So Anna, how much did you have to save before you could actually get pre-approved? Um, I think the, what was it? The Well, the advice you gave me was once you have five. That's uh-huh. it. Get pre-approved. Five what? Five thousand. Five thousand. Once yeah. you have five thousand dollars, then you're not gonna touch it. Which is true. Once I had five thousand, I was like, I don't want to touch that. You know? Oh, right. oh, you mean, but not not for getting pre-approved. But no, I no, told no. her not for once pre-approved. you get mm-hmm. once you save five thousand, you're gonna you won't wanna yeah, see it go it. down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then, how much did you save before you actually went into went to get pre-approved? Uh, ten thousand. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's important to note because I think a lot of people think I have to put 20% down. Mm-hmm. I have so to have true. so much money. I have to have closing costs. And in reality, you can put as little as three and a half percent down. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can build your closing costs into the mortgage by using a seller concession. Yep. So which is everything I did, you know, with 10,000 and I think safer is let's say 15,000. Yes. If you save 15 to 20,000 and you have good income, good credit, you know, a steady job, you can get pre-approved. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, and even even without, I mean, um, there's more than one or two loan products out there, and I think you know it, it's it's important for for buyers to realize that you know you've got FHA, yeah, you've got 203k loans for Sony fixer May. uppers, you've got you know, your Sony May, mm-hmm. you've got your typical Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, you've got VA loans, yep. you've got. Um, What's the one for for farmers? Um, uh, oh, yeah, I know about that one. Yeah, so we're in Queens. We're in Queens, so you're not gonna you're not gonna get anyone. You know, you're not gonna get that. But but yeah, there's a lot of different things available out there. Mm-hmm. So um, how, how about you, Dan? You uh, how did it be, get to the point? What was the preparation like for you before you actually you and Jenny got to getting pre-approved? Yeah. So my situation is uh, is interesting. Um, I'm, I'm engaged to a wonderful, wonderful woman named Jenny, who I cannot live without. I hope she's listening. <laughs> he talks about you all the time, Jenny. <laughs> I do talk about her all the time. Um, so she is actually, because I don't have two years of steady income showing, you know, I joined the team recently. Prior yeah. to that, I was a solo agent, you know, struggling along. Now I'm a successful team member mm-hmm. um, and things are going well. But, um, you know, in pre- getting a pre-approval for a loan, I knew that they were going to look for two years yeah. of, of income. That's good for people to know, too. Yeah. yeah. You're going to want to show some steady income for at least the last two years. Mm-hmm. I also knew that because my credit had taken a hit over the last like 18 months, two years while I was building my business. Yeah. Uh, I knew that my credit was actually going to be a liability to us. Okay. Right. Because I know that I knew being in real estate, I knew that lenders base their interest rates yeah. on your credit score. That's true. So the lower your credit, the higher your interest is going to be because you're higher risk. Mm-hmm. So we made the decision 
that once we were going to search for a home, that Jenny was going to be the one getting the pre-approval. Yeah. So she's the only one on the loan. Okay. Which, um, you know, married and unmarried couples should realize as well is that you don't have to have both people on the loan. That's true. You can yeah. have both people on the loan and both people on the deed. Or both on the deed, one on the loan. Yeah, or vice can, versa. Yeah. You could have, you know, one person on the deed and both people on the loan. It totally depends on your personal situation. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you can talk to your real estate agent and to your real estate attorney about yes. to get some guidance on what works best for your personal situation and possibly your accountant too. That might be another oh, good person true. to talk to. Yeah. So for us, it made the most sense for Jenny to be the one pre-approved. Awesome. Um, we reached out to one of the contacts that we have on the team, mm -hmm. actually two of the contacts that we have on the team. Um, one, uh, we decided not to go with just because it just didn't feel like a good match personally, yeah. just a personality thing, uh, which you know people should should remember too, is that it's, it's not just about the numbers. Mm -hmm. You want it, all of the people in your, in your real estate transaction when you're buying, especially when you're buying, because it's such an emotional experience. Yeah. You want to work with people that you gel with personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and you want to shop around. So we shopped around to two different lenders, basically. Okay. And uh, we got pre-approvals from both. Mm -hmm. And um, we we are searching in the Jersey area. We are also part of the flight to the suburbs. Yes. They're all um, leaving. We're all leaving. They're traitors. Yeah. <laughs> we're still on the team. <laughs> and we'll still work in Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for, for us to buy, we needed to be in Jersey because it just matched our criteria yes. for you know what we were looking for, commute and all that stuff. Um, and we ended up going with a Jersey lender who was recommended to us by our yeah. agent in, um, in Jersey. And I want to throw this in. I'm a real estate agent. I'm licensed and experienced. I've been licensed for five years. Mm -hmm. I made a very conscious decision and told my fiance, we are definitely going to hire a buyer's agent to guide us in the process, yeah. especially because it's in an area that I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Totally. That and makes just sense. to add another um, tip, because it's, it's the savings process yes. up to the pre-approval. Um, the thing that I'm grateful for, um, and if you don't know George and Abby, I'm a boss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but is when you're you know you're getting the end of your bonus. Yeah. Try to have it put into your payroll. Oh yeah. Why? Because it shows more income. Oh yeah. In your That's taxes. a good one. And I didn't understand that until now. Yeah, oh, yeah. and I'm one. like oh, thankful that you know it's always been that way. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I would you know don't pocket it if this yeah. is your your what you want to purchase a home, do it where it shows you have more income. Yeah. So and did I, I answer your question by the way? Yeah. About, yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the preparation to okay. come up to it and like for for Abigail and myself, I remember two years before we bought, I met I spoke to um, one of our preferred lenders at that time uh, that we worked a lot with, Matt Adessa. And I, I hey, reached Matt, out to him. Hey, yeah, what's up, Matt? <laughs> so I reached out to Matt. I said, Matt, we want to buy a two-family in Astoria. What do I need for down payment? We had good credit, so the credit was fine. Said, how much do we need to put down, and what kind of income do we need to show? Tell me what it needs. And he said, this is what you need to show. Boom, target. That's my goal. So then the next two years, especially if you're self-employed, Find out how much you need to show to get pre-approved pre for what you want to buy. Mm -hmm. And you just have to eat it. You show the income you need to show. You know, you can't write off everything mm -hmm. because that's going to hurt you. So make sure you look good on paper, report good income, and that way you're able to get pre-approved. But j as you can hear uh, right now, it takes 
years mm -hmm. before you get yeah. there. It's not something that you just decide I, sometimes, but it, it, it's a path to a home ownership. Yeah. And I think what you said is so important. And that is, and, and, and actually you demonstrated as well. Uh, and that is that um, it's about setting the goal first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Set the goal. And from the goal, you will figure out the plan. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. very you know, true. if you want to own a home, okay, maybe you're not ready right now. Yeah. Figure out what it'll take to get ready. Yeah. And that, that's going to tell you what your plan is. Very if, true. if you can save $2,000 a year and you need to save $10,000, okay, you're on a five-year plan. That's yes. all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But talk to somebody. If it's a goal of yours, if it's a dream of yours to own a home, get on that, that goal as soon as possible because yeah. the sooner you get on it, the sooner you can figure out what your plan needs to be yeah. to, to get there. Mm -hmm. you very know? true. Very uh, true. I'll add a, a side note relating to like... Uh, spouses or couples that are buying together because when we were preparing to buy our first house i mean i wasn't even thinking about it i was just very comfortable um i we were, up we were a, renting we were, right we were here renting uh -huh. and um i was very happy and very comfortable very complacent where we were and um i never really understood the even as a realtor i just like i just didn't really i guess it's my comfort levels that really just um maybe complacent right complacent and so when george started talking about like buying a property I was just like, la da da la, just like hanging out, you know. Oh, and that then, sounds so and, familiar. And he would talk about it. He would start to um, just really talk about it more and more. And then he did exactly like what you said, Anna, about, you know, listing alerts, like talking to me about properties every day. So he was yeah. kind of inceptioning me without knowing it, but just really getting, he was getting excited about it. And it took me yeah. a little bit of time to come along. So what happened as far as spouse is concerned is that he would do really the back end work. I think your situation is similar, Daniel. Yeah. yeah. Even maybe yours, Anna, where like he would do the back end work and introduce me to properties and really, hey, finally we have an appointment. So he would take me and then he would start to see what I liked and what I didn't like. Now down the properties even more. And the more that I started to see homes and neighborhoods, I, I would start to get excited about it. Yeah. And so totally. like we as a couple, we, we share different qualities that um, that work well. And so that's what he did on his end and then my part is when we finally were preparing i was preparing for the move and doing other duties mm -hmm. and that actually is a great tip if you're buying as a couple maybe separate those roles roles of yeah. okay who's gonna do the saving you know how are we doing our savings what's mm -hmm. the game plan so am i giving you my who's mm -hmm. say how are we doing the saving you know who's gonna be in charge of looking for properties who's gonna get us pre-approved so you know sometimes it just ends up happening where one person is taking the responsibility for one part and the other person might take the responsibility for another part of it but it's definitely a team effort yes. and it can get frustrating yes. if you you're not on the same page you yeah know? i think you know i think the issue for couples i mean and maybe we're getting off the the main topic here but for couples you know you're going to be two different individuals that you've agreed to spend your lives together mm -hmm. or, or at least you know <laughs> so far yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and you're going to have different opinions mm -hmm. and you have to give each other the space to have veto power mm -hmm. oh yeah right so both people can have veto power what's left over after the veto power is what there's agreement on mm -hmm. oh. you know so like that's how jenny and i did it i was like okay we're gonna stay as open-minded as possible but we both have veto power Oh. So if I veto it, it's just not right for me. Oh, I like that. You know, so mm -hmm. it needs to be right for me and it also needs to be right for you. So she has just as much veto power over my choices mm -hmm. yeah. as I have over hers. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. And whatever gets left over, that's what we that's what we focus on because we both sounds, agree on that. That sounds and very fair. I I mm-hmm. don't have veto power. I huh? only only Abby <laughs> has veto power. I, I wish I knew what that was like. I, I, if she likes it, we're getting it. It's, hey, but I, I mean, had good final decisions you know, in the end. Yeah, no, Abby's no, good at it. Like every, the way the way we do it when we bought our first one, our second one, and even as we look for another property. All I, my job is to find the properties. I know what she likes, so I just need to schedule the viewing, set up the appointments, you know, bring her in there, and then Abby has the final say. Yeah. I don't even, for me, it's just like, look, this is a good property that I like. It meets our criteria. I think you'll like it. So you <laughs> kind of do, so you kind of do have veto power because yeah. you're doing the initial screening to present uh, her yeah. in the first exactly. place. Yeah. I am, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, like okay. you said, it, this is kind of off topic, but I thought it was important to mention because a yeah. lot of people are like, you know, not all people, but you know, there's a lot of people that are couples that are buying yeah. together. Yeah. And those or are those or, things to prepare, yeah. preparation, and that's why I wanted to mention and that. And it's, yeah. it's it's true planning. because you guys told us that when I was searching with Jose, we're both. I'm like the alpha and it's like no it's my way but I'm like no he's gonna live in the house too yeah there you go so it was like okay five things we need in the house yeah you want I want these things yes and same thing I'm not budging yeah I want my master bath and my bedroom and anything else is yours so and that's what he did he searched for the houses he said we're going on Saturday to view these houses I said, yeah. does it have a master bathroom? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we can see it. Yeah. Nice. And then that's how we decided. So that's yeah. awesome. So why don't we go to, because we didn't talk about your pre-approval process, Anna. How was that process of you getting pre-approved? Did you just walk into Chase and go with the per- <laughs> the bank that you cha- uh, bank with? Or um, did you reach out to multiple lenders? Um, so I did the same thing like, like, like Dan had did. You know, we reached out to um, two parties. Um, and then we just went more with one um it wasn't walking because it's time for covid um, yep. uh, so it was over the phone um i sent him everything online and it was pretty quick i mean you know pre-approved i think he pre-approved me right right on the spot okay, so it's okay. pretty simple did nice. you have any fears or anything any nerves about um no because because I'm a real estate agent, so yeah, I know yeah. what it, you know, but for those buyers that don't know, of course, you're giving your yeah. information to someone that you don't know. So, you know, just make sure that you understand what you're giving and yeah. why you're giving yeah. it. Yeah. How about, how about the people who uh, get worried about giving their documents and everything to multiple lenders? You know, they worry about, oh, they're going to run my credit again. I'm going to yeah, get my so, credit run three question. times. So Jenny, Jenny had that fear. So that was, okay. that was a, a part of our pre-approval process yeah. was that Jenny was not so much worried about sharing her documents, but more worried about like what impact it might have on her credit. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I kept, I, you know, cause I'm a real estate agent, I'm experienced with this. I know that it doesn't have a, an impact on your credit unless you go beyond a certain mm-hmm. amount of pre-approvals in a certain span of time. Yes. But generally you can do, I think like four or five within a 90 day period. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Without having uh, a, a, an impact on your credit score. Mm-hmm. But she's like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. Uh, I, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna impact my credit. And I kept trying to tell her and, and assure her, reassure mm-hmm. her that it wasn't gonna be the case. Mm-hmm. The lenders had to reassure her as well that it wasn't going to be the case. Now, it she did see something on her consumer credit report. So like she was looking on, I don't know, some service like Mint or something like credit that. Credit Karma. Yeah, Credit Karma, where she did see points come down. Mm. So And she got really freaked out. And I had to like calm her. I had to be like, don't worry about it. It's not, even if you did have a little bit of a knock on your credit, it's not going to be significant. Mm-hmm. Well... And this is something that I did not know, which I learned. Um, 
on the consumer side, you may see some fluctuation in your credit score as a result of the uh, the pre-approval. But what the credit bureaus are actually looking at and what lenders are actually the looking FICO. at. The FICO. The mm. FICO. Um, it actually doesn't it actually doesn't fluctuate um, because I think there's some kind of a, I don't know exactly what's going on, but I think there's like a lag time that happens. So they look at it on like a rolling 90 day calendar or something like that. OK, whatever it is, you can rest assured that on the on, on the side that matters, you're right, good. with lenders and, and credit reporting agencies and credit checking agencies, you're good. It's not going to affect your credit score, even if you do see some fluctuation on your consumer facing, you know, credit okay. karma or something. Yeah, like that. that's good to know because you know yeah. people worry about that. Yeah, but people worry a lot. You should definitely shop lenders, get mm -hmm. at least three loan estimates. Yeah. So how about now the house hunting process? We mm. can talk about like how how you went about your search, what apps did you use, which one do you oh, like better, one. which mm -hmm. website? That's a good one. You know. Well, why don't do you, you tell us, George? Well, for us, I'm a uh, and I mean. Oh, KW is going to kill me, probably. But <laughs> Keller I'm, Williams, in case you're wondering. Oh, gosh. I'm a, I'm a Trulia guy. I love the mm -hmm. Trulia app. <laughs> I just, like, the Trulia app is so user-friendly. The way it's designed is perfect because it shows you, as you're, obviously, you can narrow it down easily, and then it shows you the map, the street view, uh, restaurants and shopping nearby, the schools, you know, the commute. So it's really good. Street Easy is good, too. Uh, Street Easy. Street Easy is specific to New York. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Trulia, yeah, the Trulia app just works really well. I tried uh, our KW app, but the it's functionality just wasn't there yet for yeah. how I like it. It's, but getting, it's getting a lot better. It, I'm a Trulia guy. Yeah. What about you guys? Well, um, we used both Trulia and Realtor.com. Mm. Uh, we spoke to our agent. So once we got pre-approved, uh, we actually got um, referrals on several agents to talk to as well. So I want to talk about that at some point. But we oh, interviewed yes. agents. Um, and I insisted on them giving us a full buyer consultation because I wanted to see how they ran their buyer consultation. Okay. So uh, quick tip for anybody out there. If you are interviewing agents, ask for a full buyer consultation and tell them that you're willing to sign a buyer representation agreement when a when an agent hears that they're going to be interested in giving you the, the the best service possible and here here we have differing opinions because dan is a, of the belief as a buyer that you know i want an agent i want to hire an agent and do a buyer consultation whereas anna i think has a different viewpoint <laughs> yeah on the initial right how hiring your agent and doing a buyer consultation yeah well, well let's you know. go back yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. the apps the, so the, the apps yeah, that, the apps that apps. we used uh, were realtor.com and, and trulia okay um so we use realtor because our agent basically told us that, that one was the one that had the most accurate and up-to-date information okay i guess the feed from the mls that they get was the best yeah so we've done most of our searching for properties on realtor.com mm. and then we would cross-reference that with information on trulia regarding the neighborhood so we would oh. use trulia for the neighborhood information uh realtor.com specifically for the listings nice okay um and and realtor.com has a very robust um layers as well so you can look at you know things like crime 
school districts, you know, local amenities, things like that. So they're they're catching up to, to Trulia. Okay. Oh yeah, Trulia has the crime yeah. thing too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we used. Okay, Anna. Um, so in the beginning of our search, we were thinking of going upstate. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, and so we were using MLSLI. Uh-huh. Because um, I didn't really know how to work through it. Uh, so we were using MLSLI. And because I'm an agent, so I would see if there was, you know, any accepted offers on our MLS. Um, and we were using Realtor.com. But then we switched our focus to Connecticut. And I can honestly say I don't know what my husband used. Um, <laughs> um, but again, he didn't do much search because, and then the agent started sending us listings. Oh, and then he would just focus on whatever mm -hmm. the agent said. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, the house hunting part, but yeah. Okay. So since we're, and usually it, I think we're in a good order because mm -hmm. I think most people who want to buy start searching for properties mm -hmm. online before they 100%. ever hire an agent. Yeah. And it could be a year or two years Definitely. before yes. you actually have the you're ready to talk to an agent mm -hmm. to Definitely. show you property so when you went about finding an agent how did that come about um so once we knew that we were definitely not going upstate um we shifted our site to connecticut um and i know nothing of connecticut neither does my husband um so i knew i had to ask for a referral like i reached out to our old team leader mike brown um and he referred me to someone who referred me to someone <laughs> mm. um so he referred me to derek and then derek referred me to a connecticut agent um steve um and then so am i talking about the whole process uh just just like how it how you came about so you got referred through. yeah referred. so what what uh, anna's talking about here is reaching out to an agent you know mm -hmm. because if you're buying in an area that you you're not familiar with but you know an agent in your area mm -hmm. you can ask that agent to refer you to an agent yes. in another area yeah. because yeah. a lot of companies have agents all over mm -hmm. and especially ours yeah and relocation so partners relocation mm -hmm. partners yeah. and let's say for example when we refer an agent we the your agent that you know can do due diligence mm -hmm. to make sure they refer you to somebody exactly good. and that they worked out well your yes. referral you're mm -hmm. you're happy with him yeah so that's good and you did you do a buyer consultation no so how did that go? Um, how did they learn about what you're looking for? So um, he showed us properties the first day um, and he kind of picked up on what we liked, what we didn't like. I saw five properties that Saturday um, and he picked up on what we liked, what we didn't like, what town we were, you know, we were leaning to what we wanted. Um, and after that, he was like, OK, so, you know, I just it just worked well you know mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. he understood what i wanted how i knew that because the last property we saw it was kind of like a dead end street it was really really like not lit well and he was like i'm not showing you guys this property because you're not gonna like it and i was like well you don't know if i'm not gonna like it like who knows mm -hmm. maybe i will so i went in and i was like no i don't like it so i turned around <laughs> we turned around and he was like yeah i kind of knew that so yeah. right then and there i was like he's our agent like i have to work with him because yeah. he was paying um, attention exactly yeah and so the details because he would pick up on what jose liked mm -hmm. my husband um he'll pick up on what i like and he can tell okay so she's when she doesn't walk around the property, she doesn't like it. Mm. Where Jose is the buyer that wants to see everything, yeah, you know, okay. where I would just be like, I walk in, no. Yeah. Yes. And so. did he ask you for a pre-approval before showing you those five houses? No. Oh, so he just conversation, he just take you in. out, go and show. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. But we told so, him we were pre-approved. But he has also, uh, he's been in the business, I think, uh, you said like two, two years. years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are some of the, yeah. yeah so, I mean, agents operate differently. Some agents will talk to you, get a feel for, mm -hmm. for what you're looking for, and they'll show you. And some agents will require a pre-approval mm -hmm. or a buyer consultation, yeah. right? I mean, for me, my, my opinion on um, guiding buyers is that uh, whenever buyers call us uh, needing some assistance in searching for a property, the first thing I ask them, well, first of all, thank you for contacting our team, of mm -hmm. course. But then I always want to ask them, have you already gone through the pre-approval process or will this be a cash purchase? If they say no, then I, I tell them that's actually the very first step sure. in buying a property because um, in order for the agent to help you properly, they need to understand what budget mm -hmm. you're working mm -hmm. with. And the idea of getting pre-approved is for the bank to understand what is comfortable with your your personal mm -hmm. financials. Mm -hmm. Yeah. From once you get your pre-approval, then the agent can consult with you and tell you where and what type of property yeah, you can definitely. buy. That's, in my opinion, the best plan. If you're just beginning the process of just trying to get an idea of like, oh, oh, I want to buy a property, I want to start planning. My suggestion is just to go to open houses mm -hmm. and, and check out neighborhoods. But even then, it could be a somewhat waste of time because let's say that you went through, you spent every weekend just, you know, touring homes and getting an idea and then you speak to a lender and it just doesn't, you just can't get pre-approved for one reason or another. You mm -hmm. just wasted all that time, exactly. unfortunately. Exactly. And so in my professional opinion, I think it's important that you get pre-approved first and then you connect with an agent because yes. even an agent will consult you well mm -hmm. from that point. And just to be clear, I was pre-approved. So yeah. he knew yeah. my he max. Just, he that's just different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. didn't ask yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, my approach was different. Um, and Anna, it sounds like when you, what you were really looking for was somebody who could find you the right property. Yes. And that's exactly, that's that wasn't a concern to me mm. at all. Yeah. What was a concern to me was having somebody that was going to be a fiduciary, because uh, you know I'm experienced enough looking at houses and and that I can I, I know what I like and, and and Jenny knows what she likes. Yeah. So we weren't and, and we and I know being an agent that an agent really isn't going to show me anything that I can't find on my own. Mm -hmm. That's something that all buyers out there should know. Yeah, that's true. Your, your agent can't really show you that much that you can't already see on your own. Maybe mm -hmm. in the olden days. Maybe in the yeah. old days, not, but not anymore. now with Realtor.com, Zillow.com, Trulia.com, everything that your agent can see, you can see. Wait, yes. can I just interject for one moment? Sure, something Abigail the really Great. Why not? Something really important, <laughs> because in this day and age, if you, are, if you or your spouse or by yourself or whoever you're partnering with to buy a property, if your job is demanding and you just don't have the time and you're you need that from your agent because you just have no time to sift through the property sure then that is where absolutely and again that's also depending on the consultation yeah, what is 100%. important to that buyer and that's yeah. where listening yeah. just like anna mentioned is very important yeah what do you need as a buyer and that's yeah. the uh, understanding that and allowing you know yeah, yeah. but for us it wasn't re wasn't really a concern that that the agent actually find us the property like we could we were comfortable doing the looking mm -hmm. what we wanted was somebody who could provide us honest price opinions of value and i knew right off the bat that i wasn't going to get that unless i signed somebody to to an exclusive That's because great. by law an agent can't provide you a price opinion that goes against the the listing agents uh or the sellers list price mm -hmm. uh, unless they are hired as a buyer's representative yeah. now are there agents out there that will will do it anyway sure mm -hmm. but then i didn't want to work with a person who would be willing to go against you know laws of ethics either mm -hmm. yes so i wanted to make sure that i was working with somebody who was really professional and by the book and knew what fiduciary duty meant 
because I wanted them to be my representatives. Yes. Um, so I insisted on on a consultation, and it actually surprised the agent that we actually ended up hiring. She's like, "Oh, I don't usually do exclusive representation agreements," and I said, "That's no problem. We'd like to give you one anyway." Yeah. And um, because I knew that when it came to negotiating, when it came to getting price opinions. She had to represent my interests yeah. and not the seller's interests. And that was what to me was most important because I don't want somebody selling me on a property. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want somebody representing me on a property. That's good. Um, and, uh, and then we needed expertise. So we, uh, we wanted to do a consultation because I wanted to suss out how much experience and how much expertise somebody had in an area. It didn't matter if they were in the business for two years or 10. I wanted to see and hear from them when I asked them questions, how they responded to those questions and get a sense for, okay, this person knows what they're talking about and has the expertise that I need to help me get to where I want to go. And, and did I, you have a list of questions to ask? I did. Or, oh, you did? I did. Okay. Yeah. I'm, Anna, did you have questions specifically or you just you just went with the flow? Yeah. So, I think for me, it was because, it was, you know, I, I'm face to face is not my uh my cup of tea but seeing the properties with him and him saying okay so this is the septic tank and this is the well tank and this is what's going on that right there was like okay he knows what he's talking about mm -hmm. you know okay. because i didn't want him to go in there and go so this is the third bedroom and this is the bathroom <laughs> right and this is the kitchen he yeah. was actually really going and room i by guess room. that's the learning lesson is that if you're if you're a buyer and then you you just go and meet an agent mm -hmm. they show you a property but if you don't feel that expertise mm -hmm coming out on a showing then find another yes. agent but if you meet an agent that you see that expertise mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. already can tell that that's an expert then you might want to just yeah. stick to that agent mm -hmm. right? yes once you find a good agent that you have good rapport with and you know they're an expert why go and be contacting listing yeah. agents mm -hmm. and you know talking to several different agents stick with the, the and one we did sign with, with him because yeah. i said i want you to represent us and not yeah. the seller yeah nice. very good very good yeah, mm -hmm. you know and another thing i want to throw in there real quick one question that i did ask was if they handled sellers as well Ooh. and if they said yes then i asked how do you manage handling uh, just as a time management thing how do you handle you know managing both sellers and buyers at the same time because i can tell you from experience working with both at the same time is really challenging in terms of managing time That's true. both of the agents that we interviewed said yes one had an answer for us that was preferable to me than than the other and so we gave our we gave uh, you know our, our allegiance to that agent nice interesting my agent has a team yeah, yes. so and ours did too. And, yeah, and actually, yeah. this we just did a podcast about teams. Mm -hmm. yes. And this was one of the reasons that we hired the agent that we did because they have a team. Yeah. So they were able mm -hmm. to delegate out tasks that yes. allowed them to help both buyers and sellers at the same time mm -hmm. in a way that they could, that was actually manageable. Nice, nice. All right. So um, we pretty much went through everything except for, you know, the negotiating process, which we didn't. Uh, we didn't get to cover. Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah, because negotiating is a big part of when you're buying. We should and cover that. Yeah, just, just real we quick. We can, yeah, we can, we can run through that real quick. Uh, negotiating. Abby has a good story of ours of how that went down. And then if you can just give a story, Dan, you can talk about the recent deal that fell through, but how that negotiation played out. And Anna, on your deal that you're in contract, how that negotiation happened. So, baby, remember when we bought and we saw this house and then we met the listing agent here and how that negotiation played out here 
well, it, it ultimate. Oh, am I allowed to say that? What? I mean, I mean ulti- you don't have to say who the agent no, is, no, but I just know, how it is. Yeah. So oh, ultimately, when we stopped by, obviously, we we're agents at the time, but. When we came to see the property, first of all, George was using the Truly app, mm-hmm. and he knows what I wanted, um, and ultimately it pinged that morning. So I was like, oh my God, it's the one. I don't know why, but I was like, it's the one. Because nice. it was one block from where we were. <laughs> 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 nice. So the property was like, so in, in any event, we went to see the property, and uh, we met the agent, and we ended up signing um, a disclosure form, right? Yeah. The agency disclosure uh, yeah, form. Yeah, the agency disclosure form. And so uh, basically, he was not representing really the sellers like an open listing of some sort. Oh. And yeah. so ultimately, Interesting. he it, signed it was off. like a buyer's agent. Yeah, it was basically of. like a buyer's agent agreement. And so, of course, I'm an agent, so it wasn't explained to me. I knew it was signed, and I signed it anyway because I knew what the meaning of fiduciary means. Yeah. So what happens is once I signed it, so I said, well, I just signed this. So, you know, I know, I, I know what this means. So you have to tell me what now you have to tell me, like, what's going on with the property. Like, I, uh, you know, what's you know, the price give us that's going to get it done? What's yeah, the price yeah. that's going to get it done ultimately? Mm-hmm. So uh, without giving the specific details, we would have ended up spending a lot more on this home because I wanted it so bad. But what ended up being disclosed to me because there was no allegiance to the homeowner. It was an open listing. Mm-hmm. There's no allegiance. And I signed a buyer agency agreement. Right. He was able to tell me what the last, uh, uh, the last uh, negotiation, the last negotiated um, offer. Uh, offer was, and we were going to submit a pro- an offer substantially higher than that. And now that we knew that information, oh, we ended yeah. up winning the property. Nice. And we, way less. That's a yeah. golden nugget that you golden guys nugget shared right there. Golden nugget for sure. Yes. Yeah. And so it worked out in our favor, and I'm grateful. Um, I am. I'm grateful. You know, in the end, the way it turned out. And again, like open listings, you, there's no fiduciary mm-hmm, duty mm-hmm. to yeah. the sellers. So ultimately, we, we looked out in that end. Um, so, and that's another side tip, by the way. When you're working with an agent, you want to hire a listing agent. You know, you want to hire an exclusive listing agent because the duty of the agent is to protect your interests yeah. as a seller. Yeah, I mean, so just as lucky. if you're a first-time buyer, you need to understand what fiduciary duty Correct. is and, and yes. how it works. So, so your agent should explain that. Yeah, so yeah. bottom line, that's what happened. We ended up winning the bid at a substantially lower price, and our property's worth much more than we paid for it. Now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, our negotiation story, so it's an ongoing story. Yeah. We've submitted many offers. Some have not gone forward. We finally we went forward on this one. Mm-hmm. We were in negotiation for three weeks without getting an accepted offer from the oh, from the seller. God. This is in New Jersey where there are things called in-ground oil tanks and they can be a big risk. So basically this house had an in-ground oil tank and we were negotiating on that. The price was, you know, every, no, problem. no problem. Everybody had agreed on the price. We offered over asking because that's what has to happen out there right now. But the in-ground oil tank was the sticking point. So we were going back and forth for three weeks on different ways to structure the deal to see if this oil tank could be addressed in a way that we avoided risk and the seller got what they were wanting, which was a sale on the home, uh, you know, for, for good money. Well, the negotiation, um, our, our agent fought hard for us. Um, we spoke to several attorneys as well mm-hmm. and several attorneys wouldn't take us because of the, uh, the way that the deal was structured. Um, we went back and forth many times with the sellers, uh, and proposed different solutions to the problem. And ultimately the negotiations broke down. So we're back on the search. Uh, but this is something that first time buyers should know is that 
this is a normal part of the process. It's yeah. not just about making an offer and getting it accepted and going to contract. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of other stuff involved and negotiations will sometimes be drawn out. Yeah. There may be little details here that one side just can't deal with and it can fall apart. You just, what I haven't been prepared for in the process, being a professional agent, is how emotional it can actually be. Yeah. Even as a professional agent, like this has been an emotional process. And for, for Jenny too. And even more. Even more, yeah. even more for her. For her, it's been a roller coaster, you know, and I'm I'm I, I know what, what you know this is like, so I'm a little bit prepared for it. But even for me, like there have been times where like the emotion just kind of runs away with you. Um, so wow. you need that agent there to kind of keep you in check. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, negotiations can hit bumps. They can fall apart for minor things even, yeah. you know? And this is not a minor thing and we were really working hard on it. Now we just gotta keep going. There we know what go. we we know what we want. We know that we can get it. We just gotta find the, the seller who meets eye to eye with us. Yeah, get right back on the horse. Exactly. How about you, Anna? Anna. So mine's was pretty simple <laughs> because I have a great agent. Um, so in Connecticut, um, you know, you know, everyone's leaving New York mm -hmm. to go up, upstate Jersey or Connecticut. So he said, if you really want the house, you gotta put asking. So I put the, we put the asking price um, and then we use the seller's concession. Mm -hmm. That's not very typical in Connecticut, I was told. So he was like, I'm gonna try my best and let's see what happens. On our drive back home, he was like, okay, you got it. They wrote up the contracts and that same day I was in contract. Mm -hmm. um, so it went pretty smooth. It doesn't happen all the time, but you know, my experience, thank fucking God, were, were was you, uh, Were you or Jose uh hesitant in offering full asking price or were you all good go ahead let's do it uh yes because and the good thing is my lend it was on a sunday and i called my lender at 11 in the morning and he answered mm -hmm. um and i told him listen th this is the number can i do it and he said yes and we said okay let's do it Boom. we really wanted the house this was house number one we saw out of 10 and we went back to house number one and we got it. Oh, yeah. you, that was the first wow. one. You saw 10 and you yep. bought the first one. I think the lesson there is if it's if you're serious about something, yeah. don't mess around. Yeah, yeah. If like, it checks the boxes. Give the seller what they're looking for and you'll have a deal. Yeah. That's yeah, so yeah. true. Go yeah. with your gut. Go with yeah. your gut. Yeah. All right, awesome, guys. So uh, that's our first time home buyer stories. Hopefully they were entertaining <laughs> and insightful. Um, you know, next time, next episode, we'll do some other episodes with some more uh, home buyer tips, home seller stuff. But hopefully that was insightful. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us anytime. Queenshometeam.com. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Dan, yes. you want to give them the whole... Oh, yeah, guys. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. You know, it helps us grow the channel. Subscribe to the channel if you like the video and share it with others. And hit the bell and you'll get notifications of all our new videos. Spoken like a true vlogger there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast also um, so that you can check us out for any future upcoming episodes. All right. Take care. Bye. Take Have care, everybody. Bye-bye.